Uh, MRR is up to 45. 45, oh, 45 just on SAS. Just on SAS, yeah. So last That's time we great. were talking, we were at 18. And so now we're at 45. So we're up about 150%. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Brad Parker. He helps retailers automate their financing via his company, formpiper.com. He's your 20-year veteran in the pet retail space. Now, again, helping those retailers identify the proper SaaS products to grow their business. Brad, you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it. So just to be clear, this could be like someone in Kentucky that runs a little miniature shop that sells fish, for example. And you're gonna, what do you mean when you say help them find the right software to automate their business? Well, we start with the financing aspect of Form Piper. So if you're a retailer selling high ticket items, uh, typically you'll have more than one finance option you use to present uh, options to your customers. So we streamline that application process. And since we've last talked, we've, we've kind of turned it into a retail management software where they're going to be able to aggregate their data and look to see which lenders are providing them with the most revenue, which employees are running the most apps, who has the best approval rate, who has the best close ratio, so you can actually turn the financing aspect of your business into a division of your business. And to just to be clear, what you did here, I believe, was you acquired a company, a financing company that did about $120,000 per month because they took a 1-2% back-end fee on financing to pet retailers. Is that accurate? That was actually our own company. So it was where I actually started oh. in the space. And then as we grew, we saw that there was an issue. We would, we would sell somebody financing and they would never use it. So we would call them, well, why aren't you using it? Well, I can't teach my team how to do it. Now I have four lenders. It's too many applications. So what we did is we built a solution to aggregate that all of those lenders into one app uh, to really streamline the process. So now as we sell financing to our, our retailers, you see them immediately using the product because it just goes right into their ecosystem. And selling finance to your retailers mm-hmm. might be if someone walks into a pet shop and wants to buy a $4,000 tank for their fish, you could say the rep at that store could say, hey, you know, and it's powered by Form Piper. Hey, why don't you make 40 payments of 100 bucks a pop over the next 40 months and we can finance this for you? Yep, that's a good example. Yep. And so if you add up all of the loans you approved in the past 30 days, the equivalent of the $4,000 that I just described for the water tank, how much GMV is going through your platform monthly? Uh, monthly, I'd say right now about probably 15, 15 million that we track that we actually represent. You know, and then in my system, if you're a retailer and you're using lenders already, you can plug your own lenders into my system and still use ah. the system. And we don't actually track that revenue or get paid for that revenue. So, you know, the last time we had talked, we were doing about a hundred million in revenue that we represented. Um, so I was kind of playing with those numbers. Now we're close to about 150 million in revenue uh, through the lenders we represent, but we're probably running about 300. To 350 million in transactions through Form Piper or our retailers. So you sit on data that's worth 350 million bucks of loans done. Of the ones that you are directly attributable to and you're powering, it's about a half of that, 150 million annualized. That's correct. Are you still taking about 1% of that? That's how you make money? Yeah, it's on average about 1.5%. Yep. 
Okay, one and a half. So yeah, one and a half of obviously 100, 100 what, 15 million a month. That's what, $220,000 a month in revenue there? Um, it's close to that, yeah. And yeah. so is that your only model right now? Or are you selling the SaaS stuff now too? No, we still sell the SaaS product. So our initial plan when we work with the retailer is to educate them on our SaaS product. And that's going to range anywhere from 1500 to 3000 a year. Right now, our average customer is paying us about $225 a month uh, for mm -hmm. the software. So once they have our software, we plug all of their lenders into the platform. And what we do is we identify their lender lineup and look for gaps. So if they don't have a near prime option, or if they don't have a good subprime option, we'll introduce them to the people that we use. And then we'll add a lender to, to their portfolio of lenders. I see. So is that, is that flat fee on top of the 1% you take? That's correct. I see. And last time I chatted, you had about 90 customers. How many today? So today we are up to 150 customers, but 250 actual locations. Got it. So average of 1.6 locations per, per, per brand. Yeah. I'd say most of them are still single operators. Um, and about 60 of our customers are multi-store. And then we have several that are going to be, that have 10 or 15 chain. We are finding uh, that the, the data that we track is more important to the multi-store operators, you know, so they've scaled to a point where they're driving huge success. They have 10 locations. So being able to see an aggregated approval percentage for their entire, um, in, like their whole book of business has been really huge. So mm -hmm. the smarter the operator, the easier, easier it is for them to purchase our product. And 150 customers or brands paying 200, uh, what, 225 a month. That's like what, another 34,000 bucks of MRR? Uh, MRR is up to 45. 45, oh, just on SaaS. Just on SaaS, yeah. So last That's time we great. were talking, we were at 18. And so now we're at 45. So we're up about 150%. Since uh, that's, in, that's incredible. So that must, is that your fastest growing revenue stream then faster than the percentage GMV model or no? Yeah, the, the financing, it's a much slower role, you know, because obviously the number is much bigger, but we have grown that about 10 to 20% since uh, we last spoke. Okay. So just to be clear, when you add both revenue streams together on a monthly basis, you're doing about what, $250,000 a month in revenue? That's correct. Yep. That's incredible. And still bootstrapped. Well, no, no. Wait, did you raise a pre-seed round or not? Nope. We're still bootstrapped. Yep. That's weird. Why do I have a note that you raised a pre-seed round? Did you do a secondary early on at a 4.8 million post-money valuation in 2021? Nope. Weird. I wonder why I have that. Okay, so great. Still bootstrapped. Um, and founding story here, sole founder or what, what do your co-founders look like? Uh, my co-founder is Ryan Munson. Uh, so we started the financing company together seven years ago, uh, a marketing company, and then we merged it and created Form Piper about three years ago now. I love this. You're like, you guys are the kind of founders that like we should be celebrating on like newspaper headlines and stuff. It's like a niche category. You're eating your own dog food. It's what I call SaaS plus or SaaS plus GMV from the financing business. You're building a beautiful moat here. How many, how many pet retailers are there in the US? Well, that's that's the tricky thing there. I wish there was a lot more. So you really only have about 200 pet retailers that our product would fit for in the market. And we have about 60% of them. Um, and then, so what we've been doing is focusing in the furniture space In the furniture space, you have about 40,000 retailers that fit our model. Um, so, you know, our goal is to bring value to that space, continue to learn it, uh, and really kind of scale up. And our goal is to get to a thousand furniture retailers over the next couple of years. A lot of people, when they talk about buy now, pay later, they think of like Klarna, they've probably seen online, right? They're buying a thousand dollar, whatever stereo on Amazon and Amazon yeah. says pay with Klarna and payments. Klarna, I imagine, also will do like furniture and stuff, but I think you're a unique example where a very niche player can beat 
a multi-billion dollar valuation company because you're niche. So if I'm a furniture store, why would I choose to be powered by Formpiper versus Klarna on my lending options? The, the issues with things like Klarna is it's the four payments, right? So they're approving everybody. They've, they're divided up into four payments. So if you finance something that was five grand, you might still not be able to afford the 1250 payment, right? So in a furniture business, we're typically able to offer customers a 60-month payment plan. So now all of a sudden, their payment's under 100 bucks. $100 is very manageable over a period of time where 1250 is not. You know, uh, So the furniture store is going to spread their financing options amongst a prime option, near prime, and a couple subprime options. So they have different approval and different products for the type of customer that's walking through the door. So with Formpiper, they're able to di- diversify their financing options for their customers, where if you were just using Klarna, you'd get a lot of approvals, but you wouldn't have a lot of transactional you know, things happening because it's just too expensive. And, and payback period-wise, you just said you can have our 60-month option. Is Klarna always 12 months? I think it's just four, four payments. You know, So I don't even think it's for 12 what period? months. What period though? I think it's really short. I think it's like 60 days or like 90 days. It's Oh. It's a, it's a really so unique... Yeah, you have a massive cash flow advantage in terms of what you can offer the consumer. It's way cheaper monthly cash flow wise. And that's just how consumers shop, right? They're shopping based on the monthly payment that they can add to their budget, you know. So you need to be able to have products that can get that payment as low as possible. So when I ask myself how you, a much smaller player with less resources than Klarna, can build a sort of moat like this or an advantage to sort of stick it to the man and start selling their market share, I would argue this advantage of your ability to do 60-day paybacks comes from you very smartly negotiated your credit facility with whoever your banking partner is to allow them for you to have a blended sort of warehouse facility where your blended loan could be and have a payback up to 60 months. Is that accurate? So like the the unique thing about my product is, is we can work with any lender. So they're not my lenders, right? So I represent 10 lenders and, and we'll market oh, them. Oh, it's not your my, capital. Not my capital, not my money. You know, I so see. I can sign up a retailer and they could already have five lenders. And then they could just use my platform to aggregate it. So that's why we charge for the platform because I'm not always oh, making see. money, right? So yeah, my I don't want to be in the in the banking business loaning out you know hundreds of millions of dollars. I'd rather somebody else do that and just give me a piece. All right, as you guys know, I am hunting for a founder that I think is going to grow to 100 million bucks in revenue with just them as the only full-time employee. How are they going to get there? Well, they're going to automate all their tasks. They're going to hire contractors. They're going to have an internal learning management system for all those contractors to have high, high, high output. And the question is, how will they do it? Now, I haven't found that founder yet, but I have found people who are close, including Netcore. They've bootstrapped to 95 million bucks of revenue and 12 million in profits, and they rely on this very unique tool called Rocket Lane. They use Rocket Lane to write playbooks, reuse those playbooks internally to grow Netcore things like how to do a webinar, how to do a live event, how to push code. They also use it to track, plan, and manage resources and time efficiently across all of their dozens and actually hundreds now of team members. And it's also a collaborative central space for you and your customers. So you can ask your customers feedback for you know mock-up feedback, have your design team edit, then get your customers feedback all in this one tool. Now, they listened to the show. They reached out. They said, Nathan, we think folks will love it. I said, you're right. Give me a great deal. They did. You guys can try the tool for free at nathanmaka.com forward slash rocket lane. That's nathanmaka.com forward slash R-O-C-K-E-T-L-A-N-E, rocket lane. Check it out today. Try it for free. I guess, so So actually, why is that? I mean, why why not go raise a $200 million? I mean, that's what we're doing at FounderPath, right? We could either be a marketplace or we could actually raise the money ourselves and do it. Why not go raise? You have to, the hardest part about this is the deal flow. You have all the deal flow. 
That's true. But I also have very strategic partners in the spaces that I work. So if I came in and competed with them, then they would say, well, Brad, why are we paying you to come in and compete? Right. So I would have to choose, do I want to represent companies or do I want to be the company? Um, And then if I put my own financing product into my SaaS product, now I'm competing with all of the 60 lenders that I have in the platform. So for me, it just feels like a conflict of interest. Um, Could be wrong. That's fair. That's fair. In the future, but yeah, it's not on the... Let's say when a, let's say you work one of a furniture company though pays for your software two hundred bucks a month. Um, you show them six of your friends who are lenders as options, and you drive one of your friends a financing on a thousand dollar couch. Your friend is going to bill the customer over sixty months, whatever fifteen hundred bucks. So they're going to make a five hundred dollars spread over sixty months. You can calculate an IRR on that. It's way higher than the one percent you're making, right? So at some point, isn't the margin? Like the ability for you to go capture that margin just too irresistible. I mean, it can be, but you know, finance it's financing is a challenging business, right? So you got a you got a lot of people who default. Everybody's not going to pay you, right? So you have to know which bucket of people to approve. What are the merchant rates you're going to charge the retailer in order to execute and get that done? Then you have to have a whole ecosystem of collections and just it's. I mean, it's just a whole other business, you know. Um, yeah, and it's. I really like working with retailers and helping retailers drive success. If I was in the finance business, now I'm working with consumers. I'm working with the end product. And I did that for 20 years in retail and loved it. And it was great, you know, but since we last spoke, I actually sold my four retail businesses. So I'm just focusing on SaaS, working with retailers, and it's just a much easier place to live. I love that. Of the 40,000 furniture retailers in the US, what's the total purchase volume annually across all 40,000? Oh God, there's no telling. I have no idea to be honest with you. It's I'm sure it's, it's obviously massive. in the billion. It's in the tens of billions, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, it's massive. Yeah. That's I want to figure out what, I want to figure out what 1.5% of that is. That's your opportunity, right? <laughs> what's what's the potential grab out there, you know? That's uh, right. That's right. Okay, this is very cool. Um, and so uh give me an update on the team. How many folks full time today? Right now we've got uh nine. So we've got the two, two founders, we've got six salespeople, brought in a, a head of CSM. Uh, so that's the internal team. And then we're still outsourcing our dev team um, to the same same company we were working with last time. Yeah, which you've done very nicely here. It was called, it's called Maker Software. I always look Maker. for good dev shops. You're happy with them still? Oh yeah, it's fantastic. Just 24-7 service. I can get them on the phone anytime, talk about brainstorm. Everything they put together for me is fantastic. And how do you interface? Like, do they talk to your furniture owner companies, put together specs, and then actually deliver the UI UX and the code to you? Um, they wouldn't actually talk to the customers. So we do all the talk to the customers. We have all kinds of outlines. We work on 12-week sprints. So we have a, a laundry list of things that we're working on to improve our systems and processes. And we're just always itemizing it and continuing to evolve it. I know the last time we talked, I told you we were about to launch our third iteration and that we were going to go into just chill mode. That was not correct. Like now we're going for our fourth <laughs> iteration. We're developing more than we've ever developed. And the cool thing about that is, you know, we're just getting feedback from our customers. What are they looking for? How would they like it? Our relationships with our lenders are getting stronger. So we're doing more API connections. And so when we launch the next version, it's going to be really, really sweet um, and just be a real turnkey system to help retailers just crush it. Yeah, this makes so much sense. Um, Makes so much sense. How how are you getting furniture retailers to return your phone call? Well, the good news is, is they're retail businesses. So they're open. And so they have to answer their phone during hours of operation. So we're just, I mean, we're just, 
always on the phones, you know, got the SDR team. They're all making a hundred calls each a day, calling into retail businesses, just trying to get on the phone with that's the, the number. It's a hundred calls per day. Yep. How many SDRs again? Three. So you're doing 300 calls per day. And how do they, how, how do they find the 300 phone numbers, like people to call? Uh, you know, we were using a company called task minions to scrape the internet for us and find leads. Um, and then what we've done recently is we contracted with seamless AI so we could enrich those lists and then also build lists inside of their system in order to give my guys the best chance to get in touch with the right people. And is that system working now? We just launched with it. So, okay. Uh, so it's yeah. task minions to get the list and then it's seamless AI to enrich the list. And then your SDRs, three of them daily, will use that enrich list to call people and try and close deals. That's it. That's great. How many furniture brands did you add new customers last month? Last month, I think about 12. Okay. Interesting. So, so your folks are making 300 calls a day, right? Times call it 20 business days a month. They're making 6,000 calls and closing about 12 months per month. So my goals are, so that the goals are for them to book 30 demos and that's what they do on average. So 30 demos a month, we see 50% of those demos show. So 15 demos per SDR is showing and we're closing 35% of those. So on average, what we're doing is bringing on about 15 new clients a month from cold outreach. That makes a ton of sense. Yeah. So 15 new clients at $200, $225 ARPUs. I mean, that's 3,300 of new MRR, which obviously compounds over time. You can obviously, that feels like the economics on that make a lot of sense. Most of our contracts are being done annually now. I'd say probably 90%. And we're closing those in the furniture space around $1,500 to $2,000, depending on how many locations they have. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, that's 40,000 bucks of cash flow monthly, right? If you're closing 15 pop, uh, two grand a year pop. That's, that, that's exactly what our goal is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a ton of sense. So what's, um, I mean, what right now, what, is there anything keeping, I mean, it seems, seems to give your ducks in a row here. Is there anything keeping you up at night? No, no. Sleep like a baby. You know, who else is since, doing this? Is there anyone else doing this? We, we definitely have some competition in the space. Um, you know, I feel like when they built their technology, they were finance companies thinking about it from a finance perspective. So they do a great job working with finance companies. Um, but I'm a retailer. And so I understand what the business needs. Um, and so my system is built to be agnostic from a lender perspective. So the retailer can choose what lenders they want to use, run them in the order they want to use them. But most importantly, it goes back to that data I was talking about, right? Like if you want to move the dial in retail, you have to know which salespeople are not performing well. So if you have somebody who's getting approvals and they're not closing those approvals, you have to train that person on how to sell, right? And so my system will tell you the close ratio of every single sales associate that you have. So mm-hmm. when I come in, I can look at my scorecard and say, all right, I need to work with Jim and Todd today and teach them how to close a sale because they're not converting. Yeah. Um, so from a retail perspective, I believe that our software just helps the, the business owner, the sales manager, the sales team just really drive success. And you're still pretty profitable. You told me last time, 60,000 bucks a month in profit, 140,000 a month top line. Yeah. So I pulled those numbers up. So right now, uh, last year we ran 18% profit across the board with 34% growth. And then yep. this year we're at 20% profit with 37% growth. And that doesn't include adding back, you know, mine and Ryan's salaries. So that's much, awesome. Yeah. That's freaking <laughs> awesome, man. This what, what a, it's just like, I just want to like make a newspaper and put you on the cover just to say, you know, sell to millions of people. This is the kind of stuff we should celebrate. So congrats on, congrats on what you built. Well, technically um, you have a newspaper. It's in the form of a magazine. So you feel free to put me on that cover anytime. <laughs> I know we've got, we've got, we've, we've, we've got these bad boys coming out. We would love to actually, where are you based? I'm a, just North of Atlanta. 
Interesting. Yeah, we've got a big event September 1st down here in Austin, Texas. We're just featuring bootstrap SaaS founders who are killing it. I don't know if I can convince you to come down, but I would definitely put you on stage if I can get you here. I would come, but I, I fly out to Italy that day. Ah, what about what about March 16th next year? We'll have to follow up. That's our next big conference. I definitely put you on stage. I, I'll make it happen. I'll make it happen. I love that. Yeah, it's in New York, March 16th. Just stick a soft hold on your calendar because this is a, just a fantastic story. And I can't wait to see where you're going to be in six, 12 months. Yeah, that's great. That sounds great. Be right after All my right, birthday. This weekend. is amazing. All right, let's wrap up here quickly with the famous five. Uh, number one, favorite book. Uh, right now, it's the 12 week uh, year. 12 week year. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, I think he's the CEO of his own business. So Chris Smith, he's dropped the conversion code. I'm just yeah. all I'm focusing on right now is trying to figure out how to get people to call me as opposed to me calling hundred people a day. <laughs> and number three, what's your favorite online tool for building form Piper? Um, my favorite tech right now is superhuman. I don't know if you've heard of that, but that email plugin is just unbelievable. It's changed my life with email. Number Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Eight. And situation, married, single kids? Married, no kids. No kids. And I think you maybe had a birthday, 41 now? For, sorry, 42? 43. 43. 43. Okay, two birthdays. Very cool. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20? I would tell myself just to be a little bit more patient. <laughs> yeah, it all Guys, comes with hard work. More patience. Form Piper, hell of a story here. Launched back in 2019, um, basically helping pet stores, retailer brands, um, help them give their consumers options to buy the $4,000 fish tank. They now go, ah, but there's not a lot of those locations in the world. Let's go into furniture stores to do the same thing. How can we help furniture stores look at all the different lending options they can give their consumers so they can sell more $1,000 leather couches? Right. And so that's what he's doing. They're processing over 350 million bucks of GMV annually right now across, again, pet retailers and furniture brands, of which 150 million they directly attribute to their Form Piper brand, which they take one to two percent of. That's a basically a $200,000 a month revenue line right there. And smartly, he's now getting into SaaS. He's building software tools to build the operating system for furniture brands, for retailers for pet retailers. That's doing now $50,000 a month, up from 14, 15,000 just a year ago. So really healthy growth, all bootstrapped and profitable, which we love. Brad, thanks for taking us to the top. All right. It's a pleasure.